It is Thursday, July 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Pluth. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well as we are back in our respective homes after having spent the previous almost four full days together. Do you miss me? I do. We have a great time together. You know, you and I yeah. were travel buddies, we're work buddies, we're party buddies. Uh, I see you a lot in the morning. So, you know, they say when you wake up in the morning, the first couple people you see, that's who you really love. Oh, that's although you did. You um, you did say I was weird yesterday on the flight. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you get weird about some certain stuff, but who doesn't get weird about certain stuff? Okay. Everybody's got a little bit of weird in them. I that's what I believe. Just what's your Keeps weird you on your toes? You know? Keeps yeah. you on your toes. All right. Um, so still no baseball today, but that doesn't mean baseball today is going anywhere because we are here every day, including today. We started off with a tip of the cap. Last night was the annual SP Awards in Los Angeles. Uh baseball world certainly put its stamp on it. Um, the Jimmy Valvano Award for Perseverance went to White Sox reliever Liam Hendricks, who gave an awe-inspiring speech. If I leave you with anything, and I cannot stress this enough, please reach out to anybody going through anything similar to this, whether it be cancer, whether it be anxiety, whether it be depression, whether it be any number of things. Trust me, you are not annoying. You will not be an annoyance to us. All that matters is that you give us that little bit of a text, that could be the singular moment of us picking up our spirits and being able to advance to the next stage, being able to advance that next day of treatment, being able to advance past anything that we're going through. That one text can be the difference. So like Jimmy V said, don't give up. Don't ever give up. And I won't. Thank you. Gills, I thought he hit the perfect tones, and uh, he has been so forward-facing in his fight since day one. And... For years, he and his wife have have dealt with a lot of issues and trying to help people who need it. And um, I think that's what I'll remember about Liam Hendricks' career whenever it does come to an end, more than anything else, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love the message about reaching out. It's so true. Like a lot of times you sit back and you're like, oh, should I text somebody? Let them know how, how like I'm thinking about them or whatever. And then you just put mm-hmm. the phone down or you say, yeah, they, 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 they don't need to hear from me. But when's the last time you ever got a text from somebody po- like that's saying something positive that you didn't like it? I mean, that's it really is good perspective by uh, Liam right there. Yep. And now I'm going to go awesome. call my grandma tonight. Ah, I love that. I love that. Hopefully, we will see him back on the diamond sometime soon. He's obviously been dealing with that bulky elbow. Um, So let's get it going. And uh, woke up early today. Saw an interesting clip from the show Get Up, where Buster Olney of ESPN was on there. And what were they talking about? But, of course, the immediate future of one Shohei Otani. And I think a few people, certainly around our office, opened their eyes after hearing this. If Otani is traded before the deadline, what teams would be most likely to go after him? Well, you start with the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, (laughs) the Rangers, the Rays, maybe a small handful of teams, but there's no doubt. You talked with sources yesterday. They see the Yankees as potentially being the most motivated because Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, they're middle-aged players right in the, the prime of their careers. This is the Yankees' window to win now. You bring in Otani, suddenly the Yankees' rotation with him involved looks so strong. Otani hitting in Yankee Stadium, which favors left-handed sluggers. 
that's uh, something I'm sure the Yankees would be willing to pay for if Otani is made available by the Angels. Okay, is Buster just saying that so that we can get some clicks and some headlines, or is there something to this? Uh, I think both are true, C. Rosie. I think that's definitely a headline-grabbing topic, uh, headline-grabbing team. The problem with what Buster is saying is you could say that for pretty much any team, hey, you add Shohei into your rotation, that's going to make it better. Hey, you add Shohei's left-handed bat into your lineup, that's going to make it better, obviously. We don't know where he's going to go. We don't even know from all uh, reports the Angels aren't going to trade him. Now, we both think it's logical that they they do. I mean, we I kind of go back and forth on that. I think I can see both sides of it. But would he be great in pinstripes come this season? Would he help the Yankees out? Of course. But like I said, you could say that for every single team in the big leagues. Now, I know not every team's going to go after him uh, because of prospects or financial commitment, whatever it may be. Um, but I don't think like Buster's hearing the Yankees are aggressively going after Shohei. I think he just kind of said the Yankees to get the clicks. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I think I land somewhere in the middle on that one, too. Uh, anytime you mention the words Shohei Otani, people pay attention. So, yeah, but he is also the the biggest storyline that we've got in the sport over the next two plus weeks. I mean, you every trade discussion starts and ends with him. So bringing mm -hmm. up his name, and then you bring up the biggest brand in the sport, and all of a sudden you've got something really interesting there. Yeah, like it us talking about it. it. It it does make sense from the standpoint of the Yankees do have some guys where, like, you got to surround them with something here. And we talked about this on the talking the live talking baseball episode that we did in Seattle. That neither of us feel like there's a true clear cut favorite in the American League. Like, you don't feel like you're fighting an uphill battle against anybody at this point. Could that change over the last 70 games of the year? Could somebody stand out in the group? Yes. But I think that almost every one of those teams, as they are presently constructed right now, has questions, whether it's injuries, inconsistency, or some combination of both. So this does make sense for the Yankees. But to make them a clear-cut number one, if the Angels deal Otani, I, I think that's wrong. It's just, I mean, look, we don't know what the Angels would want in a package. Again, mm -hmm. I'll say it again. We don't know if they're even considering moving him. So this is all up in the air. I love talking about it because it is fascinating. And wherever he does, if he does go somewhere, it's going to be the biggest story. And kudos to the team. If he gets traded, that goes out and gets him. I mean, that's called being proactive, especially because he is a rental this year. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a great story. We're going to talk about it a ton. I know sometimes our fans get a little sick about hearing about Otani, but think about it, people. What is more important than where this Nothing. guy is going to end up? No. Arguably the most talented player in the history of the sport getting moved. I'm sorry. If, you, if you're like, oh, I can't take the Otani talk anymore, that's on you. We have a, we have a two-and-a-half-week window where something could happen. That's pretty big stuff here. And there's no better trade deadline in sports than the baseball trade deadline. You know, the, the NBA one can kind of rival or uh, the NBA is that's fun. The NFL, yeah, there's fun. not many trades that happen. And the NHL, I don't pay close enough attention to to make that a viable part of the discussion. I heard he's going to the Reds. That's what I heard from my source. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, okay, so while we don't know the trade future of the biggest star in the sport right now. 
The St. Louis Cardinals are going to have guys leaving over the next two and a half weeks. Don't take my word for it. That's coming out of the word of their architect, John Mosellock, who was on with Martin Kilcoin in the St. Louis area and had this to say. Well, it's obviously been a very frustrating year for us. And right now, when you're looking at just overall performance, it's just not there. We are where we are now. You know, we're not necessarily like waving the white flag, but all decisions or all moves we do really will try to set us up for next year. We're going to trade people. I just don't know if it's going to be like household names or guys that just aren't likely going to be here next year. You know, we want to get some value in return. We want to get some return that's going to help us for 2024. And that's going to be really our focus as we enter the trading period. All right, first and foremost, at a time where we are in the lying season by baseball executives, do you take him at his word? Do you think he's going to trade? Just yes or no? Yes. Okay, I do too. So we have set the number at three and a half guys presently on their 26-man roster that are going to move. Sorry, there are some guys on the injured list that might be there until this week. So let's include those guys as well. Over under three and a half guys that get moved by the Cardinals. I think I'm going to take the over. I think I'm looking at around four players, and it, it could be more depending on if there's like a package put together. This is what I see happening. I see Montgomery and Flaherty going. Starting pitching is always in demand. I think they're going to go. They're both free agents at the end of the year. Uh, I think Jordan Hicks might get moved or a reliever in the pen might get moved. I believe he's a free agent in 2024 as well. So that makes sense for them uh, to go out and shop him around. Uh, And then I believe one of like the outfielders that they kind of have going on, like a a Tyler O'Neill probably makes sense for them to trade after they've had such a strange uh, relationship with him this year. So just those four guys, which seem pretty like obvious to me that they, 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 Look to move that puts you at four, so I'm taking the over in this, Chris. And there's other guys you yeah, can talk um, about too. What if what if I had set the over under at four and a half? I think I'd still be inclined to take the over. I think there's going to Me be a, a haul here. I think they're going like if he's already saying that we're looking to 2024. That means most of the guys that are free agents are going to be moved if if they can move them. So still. I. I I would say, like, five is a decent number, man. Um, I would agree with you on the two starting pitchers. I think those guys are gone. And we'll talk more about Jordan Montgomery, who's been far and away the Cardinals' most consistent pitcher this year. I can't remember the last time a starting pitcher got tri- got moved at consecutive deadlines. That would be crazy. I've You've seen relievers have it happen, but not mm-hmm. a ton of starters. I'm sure it has, but top of my brain. Uh, I like the Hicks move. Yes, he is a free agent to be. I'm going to throw two other names at you. Tommy Edmond. Mm-hmm. And I know Cardinal fans are going to hate me and they're going to MF me in the in the, the comments section. But Brendan Donovan is a guy that I would consider moving because I think that you could really get something good for him. He's got an OPS approaching 800. Uh, I feel like you could move him around the field a bit. And I think that this team has got to start identifying who, which young guys they really want to build around and where we can put them. Like enough of this, we've got 12 guys for eight spots, sort of nine if you include the DH. Like It's just not working. We've talked about this all year long. It feels like they've got too many players. And Donovan is a guy that is really talented. I think you would hate to move off of him. But if the goal is to get an influx of young starting pitching, which they don't have readily available 
in the minor league levels, at least everything I've read, then you're going to have to give up something that people want. It can't just be two months of Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery. That's not going to pull it. I gave a name that I think could also be traded. It's coming out tomorrow in Talking Baseball's trade deadline episode, but there's a big mm. name I think that could be traded. Tyler O'Neill. to go back to what I was saying, he's on the 60-day right now. He's had a yeah. horrible start to the year. This would be selling at a low point. He does have another year of control, so like that could be enticing to teams. He has a track record. So, I mean, I just think the relationship is probably seems like it's beyond repair, but maybe I could be I could be wrong about that. I know, but once again, if you're another GM and Mo calls you and says, "Hey, I'm going to trade you Tyler O'Neill," you're not giving up anything to get him right now. He's no, but hurt. I would dr- I would try to go after him for sure. I, like, yes, I, if, I I'm, a, if I'm a buyer, that. I'm like, I want Tyler O'Neill. Throw him in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's part of the way you look at it. But he's not going to be the guy that brings anything back. He has to be part of a package. Paul Goldschmidt. Do you think either of those corner guys gets traded? Let's be honest here. If he's looking to 2024, you still have Goldie in your uniform for 2024. But then mm-hmm. after that, I mean, you you look to trade him the next year? Probably not because you'd hope to be in contention. Then you'd have to offer him a qualifying offer. And I don't know where he'd be at on that after that. He'd be 36 after next year. And maybe they can, right. maybe they can, or has he been already offered a qualifying offer? I don't know. I think if you wanted to bring back people into your organization, he's one of the guys you might look to move. He's the best guy to move. He's not one of the guys. He is the best guy to move, in my opinion, that that truly makes sense about possibly trading. Wilson Contreras, right? eat a little bit of the contract, and maybe you move on from oh, him. They, they, they feel like they've made a mistake early on in the year, right? I mean, it's, it's not a massive contract to deal, isn't it? Five years, 87 an, and a half. That's not that. And it has a 28-team option. That's not a horrible contract. It's not. Well, but then you're... You're you're bringing him in knowing that he's not going to be catching for your team. You're basically you don't know that why him. because the Cardinals didn't want him to catch for your team. That's that's different, dude. I, oh. I I I don't I don't see him as a non-catcher. I don't. Okay, that's it's something to keep our eye on. All right, time right now to talk about the shave game. Whether your ritual is minimal or elevated, you need to level up your shave game with Harry's sleekest razor yet. The Craft Handle. Their innovative design delivers the same great shave that you expect with German-engineered blades that simply glide across your skin and a killer new look. Now, you could tell I've had a beard for several months now. You're like, Rose, what are you telling me about the Harry's Craft Handle? Okay, I haven't been using it. You know who has? My 22-year-old son, Josh. Very sensitive skin, very particular would always bitch up a storm based on the razors that we would buy him at the store. And he's like, it's making me bumpy. It's uncomfortable. Well, I said, here, try this. Harry's. He tried it one time. He cannot stop. So now all we have to do is refill the blades. We found him a razor for the dude with sensitive skin and likes to complain about it. He's on board. That's all you need to know. It is the sleekest razor that Harry's has ever made. Premium shave for less. It includes a craft handle, five-blade German-engineered razor cartridge, shaving gel, and a travel cover, too, which comes in nice. Set up your routine with dozens of affordable items to choose from, like shaving creams, post-shave balm, body washes, 
That's important. Hydrating lotions and much, much more. There's no reason not to try Harry's because once you try it, you're going to love it. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. So elevate your shave game today. Do your best. Take care of your face. Harry's razor handle lineup today. Get a your $17 craft handle starter set for just 10 bucks at harrys.com slash today. That is harrys.com slash today. If it's good enough for Josh Rose, it's good enough for you. Yes, Ploofy? I also use my Harry's razor today. In a couple of different places. Because, you know, Harry sends us out some stuff. So I got multiple different hey razors. I pop them in, pop them out. Did my face here. I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah. I got uh, Bally's coming up this weekend. So I got cleaned up. And then I use it somewhere else, C-Rose. And it works just Boy. great down there as well. Theater of the mind, everybody. Theater of the mind. Um. So at our live talking baseball event up in Seattle at the All-Star Game, and I want to thank you if you were up there uh, at Optimism Brewing. We had a great time seeing our amazing community. We put out a little clip of something that we said. We talked about the Padres and the Mets, and I said that's the biggest storyline for me over the next couple of weeks to see if those guys can get it in gear, you know, payrolls one and three. And I said it would be bad for baseball if they didn't make the playoffs. And boy, did I get a ton of pushback on that. A ton. I would say it was 85% negative on those comments. Most people were like, you're an idiot. It's good for baseball. So my question coming off of that, do you think that fans root against high payroll teams as long as it's not their own? Yeah, it's a weird like um, thought process that most fan bases have. They scoff at, you know, a high payroll team because they're buying championships, but then they're mad at their owners for not going out and getting free agents or spending to keep their players. So like, listen, if you want to keep players around or you want to supplement your roster via free agency, you got to spend money. Mm -hmm. Now I think everyone should want their organization to develop players, have homegrown guys, and then supplement their rosters with free agents. That's the way to win. Now, if you're going to go after the Mets and the Padres for for going after free agency and trying to get the best players, I, I just don't I don't see your logic there. I mean, the Padres, are they like considered a large market team? Like before this year, before Scyther went out and spent half a billion dollars, would anybody consider them a large market team? No, it's that's that type of speak is reserved for the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox and stuff like that. So I just don't understand why you'd be against that. Now you could be mad at your owner for not going out and, and getting into free agency, because guess what? All of these guys can do that. They can. So uh, what, what I, my take is on that whole thing, the Padres and the Mets, I think it's bad for like players. And that's kind of my angle on most things. Like you mm -hmm. want, in free agency, you want to go out there and get what you're worth. And these guys are worth that or else they wouldn't pay for it. So um, when you have teams that get constructed like this and then don't have immediate success, yeah, that's what happens. Everyone starts saying, see, you can't buy championships. And they want, for some reason, their owner to what? Not pay free agents? But I can say this. You have the Padres and the Mets not having success. But one of the best teams in baseball went out and bought all their players, and no one's saying anything negative about them. That's the Texas Rangers. 
So it's it's an interesting relationship that fans have with payroll because if you're not spending money, I guarantee at some point you said, man, our owner's cheap. But then you get on the owners that aren't cheap if that doesn't work. Or even if it does work, you say, oh, they bought that championship. Like, what is that? I don't get it. So I think we as fans have to kind of like change our mindset here. Let's, let's expect more from all of our owners and our organizations. Let's develop homegrown talent and supplement it via free agency. That's the way the game's supposed to work. So the two teams, in my opinion, that have been best at that are the Dodgers, right? Because they've made the playoffs 10 straight years, and they have one of the top farm systems in baseball every year. And then the Atlanta Braves, who have gone about it a little bit different way. They will pay ahead of time and guarantee a ton of money to guys who have very little service time. And for the most part, those have been A-plus contracts. They're spending money. They're a top eight payroll team. It's not like they're not spending money. They're just not spending it at the rate of the Mets and the Padres have who feel like they're trying to spend every last dime. And I think that's what offends people, and I'm not quite sure why that is. Let's say you're a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. Seems like they have a great young nucleus. Well, guess what? McLean, Steer, De La Cruz, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, all those guys one day are going to grow up into arbitration-eligible players, and then they're going to get close to free agency, and then they're not going to be the warm and fuzzy kids that all grew up together. You know what you're going to have to do? Make hard, real-life, big-boy decisions. You telling me as a Cincinnati Reds fan, not about buying a championship? Well, let's say you guys haven't won a championship in the first four years all those guys are together. Then what? You're going to start trading some of them because you can't afford them? How's that going to feel? How's that going to feel? Part of what the Mets have done is, yes, with their starting rotation, they have essentially paid hundreds of millions of dollars for that. But other guys like Alonzo, drafted and developed. Jeff McNeil, drafted and developed. Brandon Nimmo, drafted and developed. The point is, is that a couple of those guys have already gotten their money because the Mets want to keep them there. Would it have been better just to let Nimmo walk or hand him a nine-figure deal? Would it have been better to let McNeil walk in a couple of years or trade him for something or give him a near $50 million deal? I don't understand what everybody's upset about. And if you're a, a fan of a team that has a low payroll and hasn't, had success in quite some time and you know who you are there's a plenty of examples of those teams if one day your owner woke up and went into free agency and bought like i don't know three or four dudes like top of the chain free agents would you be mad about that or would right. you be absolutely stoked about that so it's like it's just again i think we have to expect more from our ownership and our front offices i think that's, that's bottom fair. line because we, we, we get fed that all the time about underdogs and small market teams. Like, I don't know if there's really that many small market teams left. It's just small market owners. Small market mentality. Mentality. Um, That's what I meant to say. Baseball Today is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hit it out of the park this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts 
with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code Baseball today. That's code Baseball today only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings slash Sportsbook for details and state specific response gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, opt in, and 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. MLB announced that it's going to have four international series next year. Boston Tampa will be the first one in mid-March in Santa Domingo. Dodgers and Padres will actually kick off the season in Seoul. Rockies and Astros will be the teams tangoing in Mexico City. Phillies and Mets over in London. You can go to one of those series. Where are you going and why? I kind of like all of them, to be honest with you. I was going back and forth. Been to Mexico already, although I heard Mexico City's food scene is unreal. But I'm not going to go there because I've been there. London doesn't do a lot for me. Sorry, people oh. over there on that side of the pond. Um, so it'd be between uh, the Dominican Republic and Seoul. And I find myself leaning Seoul. Like I, I, I want to go and experience something that I really haven't experienced before. And I haven't been over to Asia. And I heard Seoul is like an incredible city. And then two fun teams to watch that I pay attention to. I think that's kind of the series for me. And I love Korean food. Does it bother you that the season will start outside of the United States? No, I would have bothered me. I don't know. Some people have always said that it should start here. You know, that why should the season start somewhere else? I don't what know. What is it bad? <laughs> Well, you no, still no, have no. opening like, day at the home park. Like when, I mean, some people didn't like it when we started it in Australia. They didn't like it when we started it in Japan because it just feels so far removed. Like it's going to be a, like a week ahead of time. So you have a couple of games that you have to play because of the logistics, the travel and stuff like that. And then you come back. It almost feels like it's not a real game. That's what I'm talking about. I, I could see that, but I, I think it's special and I think it's important for MLB to continue to do this mm-hmm. and push the boundaries of where we can go play baseball. It's it's difficult logistically to do this, so that's why they have to do yes. it a week before the season. And not every place has stadiums that, you know, fulfill MLB standards. Seoul does. They they have uh, you know their league out there. So uh, I'd have no problem with that. I think it's cool. I think we should do more of it. We should go to India. We should be going to all these places. I mean, imagine going and playing, you know, somewhere in Africa. Like go play in Egypt amazing. or something like that. I think it'd be amazing. I think it's a great experience for the players and all that. But also, we need to keep pushing baseball as a global game. Like we're getting there more and more. Like our best players, Japanese, dude. It's awesome. Like, let's keep mm-hmm. going. And there was just an there was a there was like a um for the first ever time, an Indian um, player was drafted in the first round. He lives in Florida. Both his parents uh, immigrated from India. Uh, great story. So, like, this is happening, people. Let's continue to do awesome. it. Yeah. I, I love it that it's going to open over there. I always find the learning about other cultures fascinating. Uh, I'm close to taking the trip to Seoul. I think I'm going to go to Santa Domingo because people yeah. have said 
wait, you haven't gone to the DR for anything? No, I haven't. The the, the, the crowds for both of those are probably number one crowds, right? Soul is going to be awesome. The and then the DR is going to be incredible. That's what it. I want to do. I think I want to sit in the crowd and be a part of that experience. I could so, see you in like some, like a linen suit, you know, oh, like yeah. a little hat on. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll see, have to drop 30 pounds that. before we go because or I'll be yeah. just sweating up a storm. It's going to be rough. Um, finally, New York Jets officially on hard knocks. Which baseball team do you wish had a camera follow them around for the first half of the season? Of this season? Mm-hmm. I think the Reds. I think it's the Cincinnati Reds because you start off and it's Me. like, are you are you saying the same one? Wow. Well, it starts off so poorly and it's not great and there's no real expectations. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have this explosion. I think it's it, it makes for a great television. And then now we see, can they keep it up? Like, it's it's not easy. But you can go on runs and you can have a great first half. And people, you know, Reds fans don't like when I say this, but like now they got to continue it. They always say it's easy to get to the big leagues. It's not, but it's harder to stay. That's true. Same thing goes with winning in a season, like getting out to a lead. Great. Sustaining a lead throughout the season through 162. That's the hard thing. And I think it's fascinating. I, I hope they do. I'm rooting for them. Uh, but the characters on that team, the story of Joey Votto, like being on the IL and coming back and, his whole thing there's just a lot of great moments and there's a lot of great personalities on that team and i think it'd be great to watch yep i'm with you from a positive standpoint i think you'd be hard pressed to find a better one if you're looking for one just to see why things haven't worked i would be really curious over the last few seasons see why the white Sox suck I think that I don't know if, if that would be fun. That's like a masochistic. It wouldn't be like, fun. Series. It would be a it would be a tough watch, but I think one we would all learn something from. But that's if you just wanted to go the negative route, which I do not want to go. All right. Um, we are back at it again on Friday. Ploof is gonna have the day off. So in his chair, he's not flying out to his house or anything, but via Zoom, he will join us. Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. He's wanted to do this for a little while, so we're going to give him a shot. He's a little bored other than rehabbing. He's kind of sitting around, so he will be joining us doing the show. That'll be fun. I love it. I appreciate you stepping in for me, Vin, and I wish you all the best, man. He's going to do great. For our for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Roar, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today.